What is going on, everyone? This is episode 26 of the Attack of Zero podcast. As always, I'm your host, Carter Noble, joined by our fantastic co-host, Carl Wilkin. Carl, what's going on today, man? Well, we had a nice giant moto deck dump this week. I think there was like 30 or 40-some decks in the modern dump, which we're going to go over a lot of those probably today. Uh, we had... Yeah, go go over a handful of them at least for yeah. sure. Uh, we had we're we're not going to hit all forty of them, but we you had know, the full spoiler for twenty twenty corset dropped on Tuesday. We're going to save that for next week because I need a break from spoilers, yeah, man. It's, it's a lot. I feel like that's all we've talked about for the last like month and a half. It is. <laughs> and we had Mythic Championship three over the past weekend. And we have SG yep. Pittsburgh coming up this weekend. So where do we want to start? Um, I didn't know Warren Instigator had a uh, alternate art. Yeah. What is this? So uh, I'm looking at a red black goblins deck mm-hmm. that I've I've played against multiple different times on on Moto. And every time I play against them, I just get smashed. <laughs> well, play better. I mean, to be fair, the the decks I'm playing in, in like, the queues and stuff are not good. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I am not surprised that I am just getting smashed by this deck. Um, so, we have Boggart Har- Harbinger, uh, which is a uncommon out of... Lorowin, that tutors for a goblin when it ATVs and puts it on top. Yep. Um, we have Earwig Squad. What is this thing? Card's real good. It has Prowl. Uh, if you cast it for its King Prowl cost, card, you get to go through the library and pick three cards and exile them? Exile three cards. It's a five mana, five three. With Prowl for three. I have pretty much infinite knowledge of just random cards from the Lorwyn Shadowmore blocks. Just, just, um, just let me know. <laughs> man, we're playing Goblin Chain Whirler, Crater Maker, four, four Goblin Matron, which obviously doesn't surprise me. One Pile Driver, one Trash Master, one War Chief, one Kiki Jiki. That sounds um, a little too cute. Ambitious? Yeah. Just a little bit. Um, Mogwar Marshals. Only two munitions experts, which seems kind of low for my taste. Like, it's just another removal spell, which then lets your Warren Instigators get in. Yeah. Yeah, this, this list, I've, like I said, I've been smashed by this multiple different times on. Oh my lord, they're playing three mountain, one snow covered swamp. Hmm. Can't even match their basics. Come on. <sighs> I'm Come off on. it. Never mind. I don't like this deck anymore. <laughs> How Also they have They have zero No, that's a lie. They have two Ravenous Trap, three Relic in their board. That's not enough. That is nowhere near enough if you're trying to take on Hogak. Yeah. Hogak. Maybe they just try to run them over? Maybe. That's kind of where they, you need to be doing, I guess. I guess, man, but... Whatever. Uh, I'm looking... What do you I'm got over there? I'm looking at this there? Naya aggro deck. That's, uh... Is this the the BBE Night of Autumn? Yeah. Night of Autumn, Bloodbraid Elf, Hex Drinker, Ranger Captain of Eos, Tarmogoyfs. All this fun stuff. Uh... It's just a straight up, just run them over with dude style of deck. We're playing Thalia to kind of help against the decks that aren't playing a fair matchup. You know, what I you know what I really like Thalia and my four lightning bolt, four lightning helix. Deck. Oh yeah, yeah, total makes total sense. But that's why they only play two. They'll be fine. Uh, unlike the last person, this person can match their basics. So kudos to them. Good. They're all snow covered. All. Yep, all three snow-covered lands. Um, um, no snow payoffs in the deck, right? I'm not missing anything here. I didn't see here. any. We're just playing them because they're fancy? I, they're just playing them because they're fancy. 
Um, like that's it's weird that you have to ask that anymore. It's like, is that an actual thing that you need to look for, or is it just something they're doing because they yeah. can? You know, and it's really really interesting that since we've added Modern Horizons, you I'm actually seeing quite a few of the actual snow cards in this in these dumps. Yeah. So um, playing your random snow basics doesn't hurt anything. It just opens up the possibility of, well, I could be playing this, so you need to play around it. Uh, Ice Van Kodal is um, doing a real good job of sneaking its way into a lot of these uh, a lot of these formats, right? A lot of these modern decks right now. Uh, I know the Kurusu who's been playing Pod Bomb like to an infinite number of five O's now. He just he every week he's on the list with a new five O pod bomb list. His deck plays three of that ice bang total and he's just using it as a Elvish visionary that has flash. <laughs> yep. Um there was a what was it? I think we saw earlier we were going through there, there was a deck that there was a Sultai deck that was playing a whole play set of them. Just Oh yeah. Um so, there are five Ice Vinkotal decks. There is a Soul Tide Ninjas deck, which... Uh, well, we will come back to that yeah. one. Um, there's a uh, Teamer, Teamer Moon deck, which I really like. I've always liked the, the Blue-Red Blood Moon decks. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a Soul Tide... Yeah, this Sultai mid-range deck. Uh, four Hex Drinker, four Kotal, three Plague Engineer, two Scavenging Use, three Snapcaster, four Goyf, some Unearths, some Discard Spells, some Veils. Yeah, you know, Sultai stuff. And then there's this Bant Control deck. Bant Control. Uh... Yeah, playing. This list is really interesting. Uh, we have two Jason Mind Sculptor, four Narset, one Big Tef, one Little Tef, four Ice Fang Kotals as its only creatures, two Verdict, one Timely, uh, two Cryptic, three Force and Negation, one Mana Leak, four Opt, four Path, one Remand, one Arkham's Astrolabe, one Teferi's Puzzle Box, one On Thin Ice, three Rest in Peace, and then seven, eight Snow Basics. Well, it's ready for it. <laughs> it's ready for Hogak. So we have three Rest in Peace, and one Graft Digger's Cage. That, that's it. Uh, if the the rest of pieces main board might be enough to get game one, meaning games two. You means you have two shots at killing them. Pro sideboard where they still get worse, but which hopefully one of those you'll be on the play exactly. Like that's plus like you have, oh, like you have a graph digger's cage which is fine. Like spell queller can come in against them, I guess. Spell queller can catch. Anything but Hogak and Vengevine if you cast Vengevine, but I don't think these decks are casting Vengevine to begin with. Like, you can also bring in Click, I guess? Yeah. Like, Force and Negation isn't the best in that matchup. It only... Like, the, the, the big target is Alter. Yeah. But how... I don't want to say how important is it to have Force in that matchup, when, like, if you don't counter the altar, you're probably dead. Yeah. So it's it's probably really important to have that there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, this Soul Tide Ninjas deck. Let's talk about it okay, for a second. Okay, we can talk about it. All right, so this is four Fairy Seer, four Fallen Shinobi, four Ice Wing Kotal, four Mist Syndicate Naga. Uh, it's the 3-1 with uh, three one for three with Ninjutsu for three. Uh, whenever it deals combat damage to a player, make a copy of it. Uh, four Tarmogoyf. One Dead of Winter. Three Inquisition. One Pulse. Two Thoughtseize. Uh, three Trophy. Four Push. Two Force Negation. Three Leak. Snow Basics in the Mana Base. 
Uh, four Prismatic Vista. Nothing else really interesting. This list feels like it's all over the place. And it's Sultai, because it's, it's going to feel that way because it's Sultai. Yeah, I guess, man. Like, that's that's the big problem with Sultai. That that was the my big complaint about the other Sultai list in this deck. It's just, like, you're playing Snapcaster, but you're also playing Tarmogoyf. So, like, you want to leave your mana up, but you can't because you had to tap out for your threats. They're not playing Snapcaster. So it's just, like... No, in, oh, in, in the, the other, other, in the yeah, other, the other Sultai deck, yeah. Whereas here, like, we're playing Tarmogoyf, but we're also playing Mana Leak. And I... I want these Tarmogoyfs to be um, infiltrators. What what is it? Uh, Ingenious infiltrator. I think so. The Vidal. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Uh, Which is just like the big reason to be into ninjas is so you can draw all these extra cards, and then you can have your counter spells like Force Negation and Mana Leak on their turn. I don't. I like the discard spells. Um, I don't like the Dead of Winter, just because the only thing it doesn't kill in your deck is Icewing Codals. And, like, it's probably not killing Fallen Shinobi, either. That's, that's a big dude. Yeah. Um, I know, uh, Gabe Nassif played Sultai for Channel Fireball the other night. It was sometime last week, I think. And he was playing four Noble Hierarch. I'm just like, that also feels awful. That feels miserable. Um, I've seen, I've seen versions of this deck I like, but this build I just don't think is correct. I like the Fairy Seer in, with the ninjas, because it's just like. Yeah, Fairy Seer is actually very good. Um, I've been, I've been playing a lot of, uh, Horizons Limited. And so, like, Fairy Seer and Changing Outcast are, like, the big, like, payoffs for the ninjas. Mm-hmm. Well, like, the big enablers for the ninjas. Um, this is, like, one drops that, like, Outcast is important because it's unblockable. Yep. And Fairy Seer is important because it has evasion, plus it also does something for you when it enters. Yep. Um, and then, like, Mana War is insane in that deck because you can tell him to pick a thing up and then hit him. So, it... I, I really like the Ninjas deck in Limited, but it takes a little bit to get going. There's You need very specific payoffs for that deck to feel good. Yeah, agreed. Um, what else we got, man? What do you, what do you got I've over got there? Anything? I've got Jeskai Humans, which... Yeah, this deck is sweet. This is like my new favorite build of Humans. We've cut the green card, we cut Noble Hierarch and a lot of the crappy Tribal Matters lands for an actual decent mana base that lets us cast our spells and give her of runes. So, it's four champion, four mantis rider, four meddling mage, four phantasmal, uh, four thalys lieutenant, the normal humans, uh, what's Jeskai out of the normal humans build. Um, but we're also playing Kessig Malcontents as a two of, which has always felt really strong in humans deck as just like a little bit of extra reach to end it to win uh and for lightning bolt just to like deal with opposing threats or more reach to throw up people's faces i was gonna say yeah not not only is it removal it also just goes face when they're at you know three um a change from the jet from the normal humans compared to the jeskai is we're only on one thalia and three unsettled mariner uh since we're playing Lightning Bolt in our deck, having a bunch of Thalias in our deck just feels miserable. So I'm assuming we've swapped them out, swapped three of them out for Unsettled Mariner because it kind of has the Thalia effect. It stops your opponent well, from killing your stuff for the most part. And then, like, when Thalia is actually good, we also have the other, we have two more on the yeah. board. So, like, we have access to three of them post board. Um, um, four Phantasmal Image. Four Reflector Mage feels really high, in my opinion. We could probably start swapping some of our toolboxy stuff around. Go down to, like, three Reflector Mage and bring in a Deputy. Or go down to two Reflector Mage, bring in a Deputy, and go up another, like, Giver Runes or something. The the big thing I like about this list is you actually get, like, a sideboard in the Just Guy Humans list. And I this is not the first time this is 5-0 either. No. 
Um, I've, I've, I've been following this since, um, since Horizons came out. And it's, it's an archetype that seems like it has legs. It's consistently 5-0-ing, but, you know, 5-0-ing a modern league doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It's, it's, especially right now in the meta where Hogak is king, Mm -hmm. you, you really have to be able to, like, everyone is gunning for that, so, like, there's occasionally just times where they don't know what you're doing, and so they don't have a sideboard plan for you, mm-hmm. but, like, after Hogak has been banned, or whatever's gonna happen with that deck, after the meta shifts or something, you know, um, people are gonna start figuring out tuned lists of everything, and these more... Fringe strategies that are putting up results are going to be put to the test, basically, you know, where they're going to see this is actually consistently putting up results versus something like, you know, six months ago, the the Devoted Druids decks were just like, yeah, it's a deck in modern. Yeah. You know, whereas now it's just like, yeah, that's one of the, you know, one of the top tier decks in modern because it can consistently kill you on turn three. Uh, also, it's going to be a big change as we get London Mulligan in, like, two weeks, so... Yeah, we do. That's going to be a big change, too. Um, my one complaint with this Jeskai Humans list is how much damage we're dealing to ourselves with our lands now. Yeah, it seems like a lot. Uh, we could easily swap a couple of these uh, Horizon lands for, like, another Caverner Souls and, like... Maybe, maybe like the Sea Chrome Coast, the Blue White Fast Land. Yeah, we're on zero coast. Because um, right now, 12 of our lands deal at least one damage to us. <laughs> uh, and that kind of has me worried that we just end up losing against other aggro matchups that are just like, well, I'm just going to run you over. And. Kind of, just kind. I kind of just want to change some numbers a little bit. Maybe, maybe yeah, less sun baked. I would be interested. <laughs> I would be interested in in working on this mana base a little bit. Um, I I legitimately think this might be the future of humans. I I think this like, is too. I like this a lot. You you still have your disruption, and you're still like very quickly pressuring your opponent. Plus, you actually get a sideboard. Yeah, the um, sideboard is actually, like, really decent. I'm not a big fan of this specific sideboard. I don't. I, I haven't done the count of how many blue cards we have for Force Negation. Uh, four Mantis Rider, four Meddling Mage, four Phantasmal Image, four Reflector Mage is 16. Uh, three Unsettled Mariner is 19. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have consistently enough to fit... To be able to pitch for force and negation, yeah. um, Lavinia is really good. Lavinia and, and Damping Sphere are really good for like Tron. Um, Staticaster is really good for the other creature based matchups. We can kill nobles and not kill our own. Exactly. So it's it's really interesting. Um, again, I have played absolutely zero games with this deck, but I'm very interested in seeing what this does. Because I think this could be one of the best contenders in modern yep. after after Hogak is gone. Agreed. What else do we got here? A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Um, there's a there's a Merfolk deck. It does Merfolk things. I found a Temer pile that doesn't really do a whole lot. Um, Bant spirits. Uh, blue white. Where's that? Yeah, there we go. The this is the uh, Teamer Astrotol deck, and there's again, there's. I'm gonna read the list before I start start talking about what I want to change. Uh, we got three Dreadhorde Arcanist, four Simeon Spirit Guide, three Sphinx of Foresight, uh, four Arcan- uh four Ancestral Vision, four Crashing Footfalls, one Faithless Looting, four Simeon Visions, four Sleight of Hand. 
4 Electro Dominance, 4 Force and Negation, 1 Lightning Axe, 3 Lightning Bolt, 4 Asphatold, uh, 17 Lands, and some sideboard stuff. Nothing nothing overly exciting there. Yeah. Um, first off, I want the 4th Arcanist, because like it does everything you want here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you could cut the Sphinx of Foresight. I think that's hot garbage. And put in some BBEs instead. I think I could get on board with this. Hmm. I don't know how I feel about Lightning Axe either. Um, I mean, it can give Dread Arcanist more fodder. It can help remove a blocker. It's not terrible. But is it better than Lightning Bolt number four? Sometimes you gotta get rid of five toughest creatures. I mean, yeah, sometimes Lightning Bolt doesn't kill a Tarmogoyf. Or a Gurmag Angler. Or... Yeah. Thought Not Seer. Or... Reality Smash, and then you get to put two things in your graveyard for Dread Quarter Canis to cast back later. But, you know, you know what Lightning Bolt does kill? Delver Secrets? Yeah. Delver, Young Pyromancer, Seasoned Pyromancer, Arclight Phoenix... Not Thing in the Ice. No. Interesting note. No, I won't kill that. Opposing Dreadhorde Arcanist. Lightning Bolt kills a lot, man. Yep. I found a five-color Niv-Mizzet Reborn deck. Oh, I did not actually see this. Uh, so we've got Niv-Mizzet Reborn to just grab a bunch of our dual-color spells in our deck. <laughs> Uh, every, one everything... Kyrgios, one Thief of Sanity, one Tulsimir. <laughs> what am I looking at? So, we can grab everything but Birds of Paradise and Path to Exile. In the main board. Uh, oh yeah, those are Lightning Helixes, not Bolts. Yep. Neat. Um, and in the sideboard, everything's multicolored, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh... Four birds, a Huntmaster, a Kyranos, a Meddling Mage, a Sin Collector, a Thief of Sandy, a Tulsimir, Friend to Wolves, uh, three Nivimizit Reborn, three Assassin's Trophy, an Izzet Charm, a Kaya's Guile, a K Command. So we're playing new K Command and old K Command. Actual K Command. Like actual factual K Command. Uh, four Lightning Helix, two Path to Exile. Three Bring Delight, three Glittering Wish, two Safe Right Quest, one Supreme Verdict, one Detention Sphere, three Ashiok Dream Render. And then the mana base is just all over the place. <laughs> uh, notably, we get to just like Glittering Wish for any of our sideboard stuff, which is cool. Uh, the sideboard is an Ashiok, it's fourth Ashiok, fourth trophy, fourth bring to light, second detention sphere, second Kaya's Guile, second Coligan's Command, a Cinder Vines, a Deafening Clarion, a Dovin's Veto, a Fulminator Mage, a Knight of Autumn, a Lavinia Azorius Renegade, a Thought Erasure, an Unmoored Eagle, and a Wheel of Sun and Moon. This list is, looks like it's fun to play if you really want to play these toolboxy five color decks. Uh, I don't see how it just doesn't does just doesn't die though. <laughs> like getting a five zero means it had to just been luck more than anything, right? Oh, that's all this ever means, man. Because this just literally kills itself to its own fetchlands and shocklands and city of brass. It's also playing city of brass because it couldn't find yep, a better city five of brass, land. Lots of. Lots of duels. Uh, we're on four pillar of purons. Thank you. Oh boy, four out of our what? Twenty two lands, lands aren't going to kill us. Uh, there's also a swamp, a plains, and a forest that don't deal damage to us. Notably, forest and plains means we get to kill blood moon. <laughs> uh, forest and swamp also means we get exactly. To kill blood moon. That's, it means we get to kill blood moon. Hence, that's why those are the basics. Uh, what does planes do for us to kill it? We can Glittering Wish to go grab Night of Autumn. Oh, you're right, you're right. Is there not a Night of Autumn main? There's nope. not. Nope. 
There's a thief of sanity, yeah, though, so, you know. Yeah, we play this thief of sanity. That's gotta be fun. I mean, we're a five-color deck. It makes sense. I'm not saying this deck is garbage, but if someone had it together, I would play it. We need to get, we need to get Cliff on getting his pillars so we, we can play this deck. I think Evan has a ton of them. When when we started going through Eben's stuff, I thought I remember seeing those. Well, if Eben ever sends me a box to go through, hopefully he sends me the box with those in them. They're like $8 a piece now. It's better than like the 30 they were when that deck first came on the scene. Yeah, and they were only like $2 before that, so still make money on them. Uh, let's see here. Well, what kind of lists do you got over there? Do you got anything else you want to talk about? Because I have one more. Um, so there's Jund, which, um, I've, <clears throat> I know Jeff Hoagland the other day played, I'm pretty sure this exact same list. Um, this is not his 5-0 though. Um, three Veil, two Ren and Six, two BBE, three Dark Confidant, two Scavenging News, three Season Pyromancer, four Tarmogoyf. Three Inquisition, one Pulse, three Thoughtseize, one Unearth, one Decay, three Trophy, two Fatal Push, four Bolts. Handful of stuff in the board. Nothing overly exciting. Um, big takeaways from watching watching that 5-0. Um, Renin 6 does not feel particularly powerful enough for, uh, for Modern. Please stop playing this card. It doesn't really do anything. Legacy. Go play it in Legacy. It's doing real... It's go doing go play it in Lands, in man. Go pick up your Tabernacles with it. Uh, Season Pyromancer was actually very good, which is a card I was not overly prepared... Like, like overly... Like, prepared to see do well. Um, I just thought that, like, a 3-mana 2-2 two -two was not just enough in Modern. Um, but, like, there's definitely times where, like... You just draw two cards off it, and that's fine. And then other times you actually get to make your two dudes and still draw your two cards, and it's also just insane. So, um, it's really good. The one on Earth did come up a couple different times. So, like, reanimate Pyromancer, reanimate the Dark Confidant. You know, there was uh, a handful of things that I, I really enjoyed it. Zero Tireless Tracker in the 75 does not feel correct, especially if you want to do the Unearth thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think, uh, going back to Ren and Six, Jeff said that it just felt like a worse version of Last Hope. Hmm. Um, because, like, you're already, you're already playing Veil, so you already need double black. So, stretching your mana base to need green-red and double black is just, like, like, green-red on two and then double black on three is a lot. Not undoable in modern, obviously, but um, like, he said he'd rather just have Last Hopes in that spot. So, I agree. Um, I think the, like, the Neg 2, Neg 1 on Last Hope is more relevant than the 1 damage from Ren and 6. Plus, Last Hope is going up when she kills something. Mm -hmm. And you're getting your value engine on the down tick to pick up a creature compared to a land. Yeah. Which is really, that's a huge difference. So, um, overall, it's fine. Please stop playing Ren and Six in Modern. It doesn't do anything. Got That's my gotta, big takeaway. Gotta get that in there. Um, yep. The other deck I was looking at was a green-red Prowess aggro deck. Playing Abedicarol Keep and Dread Horror Arcana side-by-side. Uh, as just like these dudes that just get to just get you card advantage through extra spells or like looking into your library to get more spells off the top. Uh, it's playing three Abedicarol Keep, four Dreadhorn Arcanist, four Swift Sphere, four Soul Scar Mage, four Mistress Bobble, three Becomments, four Blossoming Defense, four Lightning Bolt, four Mutagenic Growth, three Assault Strobe, two Reckless Charge, a new one from Modern Horizons, and four Scale Up. So just being able to just go and 
flip any of these one mana pump, one mana combat tricks at sorcery speed for Abadakaro Keep, and then casting it again with your Dreadhorde Arcanist feels fantastic. <laughs> also, we just have Monastery Swift Spear and Soulscar Mage, which both just have prowess to just get pumped up. Um, hey, Carl, does this list look familiar? Looks pretty close to what you were playing earlier. Yeah. Uh, I think um, Abbott's the only new card. It's the one different card. Abbott's new, and they're on zero battle rage. They play Assault Stroke for that. I I was on both. Oh, you're on both? That still seems like, <laughs> that like a lot of that effect. I wanted to kill people in turn two with scale up plus the Soul Stroke, man. Yeah. Uh, mana base is pretty straightforward. You got like six fetches, seven fetchables, and a four copper line gorges. The sideboard's oh. pretty straightforward too. Uh, Age of Grudge for artifact hate, Dragon Claw because we just need to get we can just gain life forever. Uh, Gut Shot as more just one mana removal. Uh, I also had I also had a non-zero bot of Gutshot's main board. Uh, Leyland of the Void playset because Hogak is a thing and two Spellskites. Which, with Infect being as popular as it is right now as well, is just a real good thing to start bringing back. Start playing your Spellskites again. Uh, beyond that, I think that's about it for what I want to cover on the moto dump. What about you? Um, that's that's probably that's about it, man. There's nothing We're not seeing anything crazy anymore. There's that there's this Vizier deck that I'm looking at, but I'm just gonna probably tuck this away for later. I'm gonna say there's a uh, there's a Tron list here that I'm gonna screenshot so I can have for later. But yeah, over past that man Nothing overly exciting going on. Um, did we have a Hogak list in this in this dump? There's one somewhere. Uh, there are two. There are two Hogak. Yeah, decks. like there's there's gotta one, be one somewhere. There is one Hogak in this dredge list, and then the you know actual Bridgewater. Hogak deck. Yeah. So, which Hogak and dredge isn't as good as it is in. It's like whatever, right? It, it'll I've died to it in Legacy. It'll, it'll trigger your uh, prized amalgams. It's cool. Yeah, I've, I've definitely died to it in Legacy. Yeah. Um, Blood Ghast will let you convoke it out. Um, other than that, you have to start like hard casting Golgari Thugs and Stinkweed Imps and prized amalgams. If they're all in your yard. So, that kind of sucks. We don't have any cool green creatures to use on them. Nope, not in Dredge, unfortunately. Where's Michael Gary Brown scales? Bring them back. <laughs> Please don't bring them back. They'll work. Burn hates that it's... card. Yep. Um, what else we got, man? Uh, we can talk about what we expect to see at Pittsburgh this weekend, or we can talk about Mythic Championship 3. From last week. Uh, let's let's do the the championship real quick. The mythic championship. Okay, dokie. Um, congrats to Matthias Leverato on his uh, on his win with Simic Nexus. Um, he was the only. Was he the only um, challenger that no? Because Kai's not in the MPL, correct? No, uh, Matthias Leverato qualified through an MCQ. An arena mythic championship. He qualified through the okay. arena mythic championship qualifier. Okay. And um, yeah. and he played Simic Nexus. Pretty pretty stock at this point. Pretty stock list. One Nissa, one Callus dismissal to close out the games. And then you know we take infinite turns. Nope. Um, Brad Brad Nelson and Kai Buddy. Playing, I'm pretty sure the exact 75. Nope. No. I lied. They're not the exact same. Um. Brad has no Ugin. Brad is playing a Mortify over an Ugin. Yep. 
he values the creature enchantment removal over the extra big... He, he values the cheaper removal spell. Yeah, that's... They're playing 74 of the 75. Yeah. Yeah. And then... In fourth place, we had Shahar Shinhar playing Mono Red. Which is... Standard Mono Red. Pretty, yeah, pretty stock. Nothing nothing overly exciting there. Um, from what I've heard, the coverage for this event was just A+. Plus, like, knocked it out of the ballpark insane. Well, they had Cedric on their, on their desk this time, so... But, like, they also had the, the people from the Mythic Invitational, which was also, like, I heard... I heard it was a good coverage team, but that event just sucked. Yeah, the coverage was great. It's how the event was formatted just made it miserable to watch. Speaking of weird formatting, did you see the Red Bull? The the Red Bull tournament we talked a couple weeks back. Yep. Um, they put out their rules for it. Yep. Saying that because they don't have a way to actually do deck checks, you can play whatever deck you want in any round. And they can't stop you. Yep. We're just like, man, when when are we getting a tournament mode, Arena? When are we getting a tournament mode so we don't have to worry about that? Uh, but they do reserve the right to ask you for your deck list after your match. Hmm, okay. For, for coverage purposes. Yep. <laughs> like, I'm just gonna play a different deck every round because I can that way no one will just like no one will uh know what I'm playing even though I'm being televised well, online the, the big thing the the big thing about playing an online tournament like this compared to a paper tournament is once you're at like you know 3-0 4-0 you can start scouting the top, top tables to see who is playing what yep and you can't do that online man nope you can't be like well, I'm going to go watch this match to see what they're playing. You, you just can't do anything like that online. So, Also, there's less ways to cheat online than there is in the yeah, for sure. Which I am 1,000% behind. Yeah. If you had to cheat in Magic, you don't deserve to play. Exactly. Um, going back to this, this event, uh, I didn't get to watch any of it because I was at work all the time. Um, I know Brad Nelson was second. He, uh, I know, I from what I read from the coverage article, it was Brad Nelson had to win two matches to win to win it all. He won. Yep. He won the first match and the game one of the second match. So, uh, Matthias had to win both games of that second match to win it, and he ended up winning games two and three of that second match. So, double elimination makes everything weird. It feels double it feels more like heart, is not It feels so much bad. like Hearthstone, though. Yeah, the way they're formatting it just feels like Hearthstone. Uh, none of these lists are like crazy, like way out there. And I looked through the rest of the lists that were brought to this championship, and the coolest list it's I found was point, man. Boros was coming back, like Boros Agro's back. Instead of the Azorius aggro. <laughs> Which, um, I believe Jerry T, I want to say him and Brian Gottlieb played it at the Invitational and said their list was just really good. Um, so I would be very surprised if it doesn't become the standard again for a while. I think there was at least four other people playing it here at the championship. Uh, and the matches I got to see of it, like, a little bit of coverage that I got to see, was usually Boros aggro on screen, just beating up on everything. Well, I guess, like, the, the one complaint people had from this event is they started showing Esper mirrors really, really early in the day. Oh, good. And, like, because there was so much Esper in the room, like, that's basically all there ever was, was Esper. <laughs> yeah, because everything else so, is over by the time an Esper mirror is done. Yeah, so... <laughs> compared to just cutting to commercial or whatever, they would show another Esper mirror. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. 
When are we getting that chess clock? Uh, it's online now. That's good. Did they have it yep, for this thing? It's been on. Yep, it's been live for. Um, I think it went live with the first MCQs that they had. That's good. Is when it went live. That helps a little bit. Mm-hmm. It prevents Nexus from just, you know, roping you forever. Can we unban Nexus and Besta one now? No. Still can't? No. Okay. It, it's not that it's too good for Best of One, but I really do think it is. Um, it's the fact that they... The answers to Nexus are very slim, and the ways you beat it are through your sideboard. So then you're diluting your main deck to be able to have a sideboard. Like your your main you're diluting your main deck to play your sideboard cards so you can beat it. Uh-huh. And I know I know that's a thing. Um, going back to the episode where Nexus was banned, I was very against it at the time. But I think the big reason I'm still against like the banning of it is because it creates two separate ban lists in standard. Yeah. Um, which is like the big reason I don't approve of it. But now in hindsight, I understand why it had to be done because man, is it just atrocious as, as a guy who has cast Nexus for the past two years, that card's atrocious. Oh yeah. So we have Pittsburgh this weekend. Yep. We have Pittsburgh Open, which is a non-unified team open, meaning... It is team modern. You can just... Anyone can play anything in any seat. You can bring three Hogax, you can bring three humans, you can bring a Hogak, a human, a Tron, you can bring Jund, Death Shadow, and, um, what's another Thoughtseize deck? Um, um, Soul There you go. You can just bring... <laughs> Grindy mid-range decks and just play all the thought seasons that you want in the world. Doesn't matter. As long as they're all modern legal decks and you don't cheat, you'll be good. Um, How many copies of Hogak are we going to see in the top? Is it top four top they cut four to? Teams, yep. um, all right. So that's, that is 12 lists. How many Hogak lists are we going to see? Uh, lists? Uh, yep. Goodness. Uh, if a team is smart, you don't all bring Hogak because people are expecting it now. Uh, oh, see, I'm in the opposite boat of, well, they can't all have Leyline of the Void. So let's <laughs> overload on Hogak. No, it's non-team, it's non-unified. They could all have Leyline of the Void. I know. Yeah, but I'm saying, not everyone owns that card, especially when they're, you know, $50 still. Oh, trust me, if it's for something like this, people will find a way to get a hold of them. <laughs> I mean, you, you aren't wrong. There are more ley lines but... than Hogax. <laughs> well, that's because all Hogak decks are also playing ley line. There are, there are more Hogak, there are more ley line in the voids in circulation than Hogax are. I'm going, I'm going out on a limb. I'm going to say there are nine Hogak decks in the top 12, in the top 12 deck list. I'm going to go three. I don't think it's going to do as well as everybody thinks it's going to now. I think it's going to just, Actually, shit on everyone. <laughs> it might, and it, I'd be. I if I'm wrong, okay. But I, I think everyone will be prepared enough for it now that we'll only see like a couple teams. Like there'll be a team. This is that's just all Hogak or. This is the uh, the first event we've had for paper since uh, Horizons came legal, correct? For modern, yes, first modern event. So. This is actually going to be Hogak's time to shine in the, in the big, you know, limelight. So this is going to be the only chance it gets because everything takes a week off next week for pre-release. And then the following week we have the ban list, And right? then the 8th, that following Monday, is a uh, ban restriction announcement. So this is the only chance it's going to get. So if it... Before... Yeah. Before a ban, before a ban restriction announcement can take it away. Uh... I think this is this is going to be out there a little bit. I think there's going to be more. There's going to be it's going to be very diverse top four, 
even though we're gonna like we're expecting a bunch of Hogak. Uh, I think there's probably gonna be like maybe two repeat deck lists in the entire top four. Hmm. So Hogak is one of them. I think Devoted, Devoted Druid is going to be the other repeated deck list. I think, from what I've heard, Devoted Druid has a good Hogak matchup. Exactly. Um, so, like, if people are prepared for it, like, Devoted Druid seems to be the way to go, which then just gets beat up by the mid-range and control decks of the format. Yep. Which then just get destroyed by Hogak. Yep. Welcome to Rock, Paper, Scissors. We're back at this again. Uh, I, I thought that's what happens in Standard, not Modern. Modern now. hasn't been this way in a very long it's, time. It's been a while since you've seen Rock, Paper, Scissors. Yeah. This, before Modern Horizons, it was pretty wide open. You could play whatever you want, and you had a chance of beating pretty much anything. Uh, now it's it's gotten to this degenerate Rock, Paper, Scissors where, well, the decks that beat Hogak lose to Jundu Control... But, Jundu, but the mid-range and control decks lose to Hogak, and it just it's the cycle, and it just cycles through. Um, but I I would be interested in seeing how the Jeskai Humans matchup versus Hogak is. Well, with the sideboard I saw in that other one, it's playing four main deck rest in peace. <laughs> no, the one I saw was playing four sideboard. Oh, uh, sideboard. So. Yeah, and zero pieces of graveyard hate main board. That's... That one's not going to do it too well, but you bring that graveyard hate to the main board, we'll be fine. Um, any any weird decks you expect to make top four? Anything weird going to come out of left field? Nah. No, you think it's just going to be normal I things? Think, I think it's going to be pretty pretty stock at this point. Uh, I am going to probably agree with that. A lot of the lists have been figured out to the point where Modern Horizons has been out, what, two weeks now? Three weeks? Two weeks? Um, About two or three, yeah. Uh, so a lot of the testing phases is gone. We know what cards are really good. We know what cards are uh, kind of meh. What archetypes are really good. It's not like... It's not like we're going into this and Hogak just became a thing and it's real strong and no one's expecting it. It doesn't have that surprise dredge thing like dredge usually has for graveyard decks. It's got it's going to be more expected. Um, and people are just people will pack the hate for it now. They, they're expecting yep. to be able to play it. Hence why I don't think there's going to be as many copies in the top four. If there is if there is uh, any in the top four, it'll probably be a team that is all on Hogak. Because the Which I really I'm excited for Team Hogak. The deck that has a sixty percent win rate, a sixty plus percent win rate, is gonna win two out of its three matches of its three matches most of the time, even through hate. So that'll probably be where we see all of the Hogak decks is all on one team. And then the other teams are the decks that just were prepared to beat Hogak plus other decks in the format. Um, Infect is really good right now, too, because Hogak is just like, oh, here's my one removal spell I have. Well, that's no good. Okay. Well, right, well we're dead. <laughs> yep, basically. And then it, back to that, back to where we were at just now, is like Infect and Devoted Druid lose hard to Jund and Control, and it's just, it cycles back to Hogak. Everything cycles back to Hogak. Um, I wish we had London Mulligan for this tournament, but it's fine. Not having London here is going to be okay. It's not going to be the end of the world. I think London would help all the decks that aren't Hogak a lot more than the decks that are Hogak. I agree. Um, I don't think Hogak gets particularly better with the London Mulligan, but again, I have not played the deck at all, so I can't tell you yay or nay either way. Uh as the person who plays these Graveyard Vengevine decks, uh, I, I knew the deck was stupid. When I saw the deck get played for the first time, I could just see the lines on it, and I knew this deck was just going to be insane. <laughs> this ain't making it past that. It, it, I said it might not get banned. Uh, I think it was like two or three episodes ago. It might not get banned until October. With as much as it's 
popping up online now, it's definitely going to get banned. Probably something to get banned on the 8th. It may not be enough to kill it, but... Yeah, I, I, I would be very surprised if Bridge from Below or Alter Dimension make it out of this ban list. Uh, like this ban announcement. It, it's 100% going to be Alter. That card is the card that just never does anything fair or unique to Magic. It's always just a broken combo piece. Alter is, yeah. Alter is what's enabling Hogak to go infinite because they're be able to put Hogaks in their yard and still have enough to go find more bridges and to go and do this. Whereas Carrion Feeder and Viscerous Seer are just like, scry one or put a plus one plus one counter on. And then yep. you get... The, the fact that Alter is not only an engine but also a win condition is what puts it over the top. Oh yeah. For sure. And they could just ban Hogak and put Bridgevine back where it was, and now it just gets to go Vengevines, attack you for eight, sack up to Alter. That could also happen. Um, there could be sweet lists that play Hollow One along with them and just pitch Hollow Ones to the Alter as well and just mill your opponent for mm-hmm. a bunch. But those aren't going to be as consistent as Hogak for sure. Um. So yeah, it's um, it's gonna be an interesting weekend, man. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I'll be at work all weekend, so I don't know how much I'll get to watch it, but I'll probably get to watch some of it. Uh, I had to open this weekend, so that means I'm hopefully gonna be off this afternoon. Th- th- I mean that evening to to watch. So yeah. Um, I'm excited. Same. It's been a while. I've I've missed SCG events because. Wizards doesn't freaking broadcast anything anymore. Did you know there was a GP That's in not Seattle? True. We have we have Dallas Fort Worth next weekend, right? So next weekend, next weekend's their core twenty twenty pre-release. I don't know if they have an. Event oh yeah, so Dallas might be this weekend. Dallas isn't this weekend. I think it's. Uh, it, I think Dallas is. Oh, is Dallas weekend this weekend? Dallas might be this weekend. Uh, June 28th. That's this, yeah, that's, Dallas is also this weekend. Dallas is Friday, so we get is, two events. We get two modern events, meaning... Yeah, which is um, also modern, so... So, I think Channel Fireball is doing video coverage for Dallas-Fort Worth. Yeah, they are. Thank God. And we have SCG coverage, so we just gonna ha- we're just going to have so much to talk about next week, which I'm excited for. Yeah, we're actually going to have lists to talk about, and it's going to be great. We're, we're getting back to where GPs have coverage again. Finally, so next week. Next week might be a long week, man. Uh, uh, we got because we have top tens, and we have two events to cover. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be all right. We'll make two. Yeah, it'll be fine. It's not like the first time we've had a, a two-hour episode. Oh so. yeah, no, that, that, these happen a lot. Um, anything else? I don't think so, man. I think I think that's everything we had on the docket this week, at least. Sounds like it. So this uh, this sign-off time? Sounds like it. Alright, man. Uh, thank you all for coming by. It's This is a pleasure, as always, to, to do this each week. So, uh, as always, you can find us on Twitter, at Attack for Zero. You can find me, at CarterNoble25. You can find Carl, at Musical underscore 33. Uh, you can find us on Twitch as well, at MrMissouri25, at Musical. Um, questions, comments, concerns can always be sent to our email, which is down in the show notes as always. So, uh, thank you all for listening. We will talk to you next week. Next week's going to be a long one, so be ready for it. So, um, you all have a good week. Peace. Peace.